Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Who in Review, the show where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. I'm Nick Jean. Today we have a smaller uh, TARDIS team than the Doctor has currently. Um, to my right is Chloe. Representing the 10% human contingent of the episode. And we have Nick Z. Uh, happy to be aboard, and uh, a very good kerblam to you. Kerblam, kerblam. <laughs> Tips cap. <laughs> the kerblamingest of day to you, good sir. <laughs> now, did anyone else think that we had a Cyberman story on our hands? No, that was just you. Not... Not literally, I, the, it's the Cybermen, but like be, people being converted into. I, yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking that or that this would be, you know, because there are no old monsters. This is, the Cybermen have always been about the tension between, uh, you know, technology progressing and people using and abusing it and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So what's Doctor Who without Cybermen? You got to have some sort of Cybermen-like monster. I thought this was going to, to introduce them. <laughs> Even if not the Cybermen, some sort of Cyberman. <laughs> I know, right? Well, <laughs> there was a man. He wasn't the Cyberman, though. Um, <laughs> he was more of a janitor man. Because Ooh. I thought, I'm like, oh, yeah, because then, then the power goes out because they're like converting people into being metal men. And I thought. I think that's literally an ep- like, a, yeah. like a Cyberman episode. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was yeah. like, oh, it's basically the Cybermen, but it's like, it's like corporate. It's like the bit, like, like, because it's. F- I feel like the new who Pete's world Cybermen were that. It kind of was. They were like the Cyberdyne mm. Corporation. Yeah. They, that was they, like making iPods and stuff. And they also made Cybermen. Was that part of <laughs> their, was that part of their business plan or did that just also happen? I, can't I think remember. that came about organically. Okay. Or not organically. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. But I thought the show was just going to take Cybermen, slap on, it's Amazon. Ooh, <laughs> this could happen. And then be done with it. And I'm glad that it went a different way. Cyber Prime. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Valued Prime citizen. <clears throat> no, the, the robots weren't evil at all. No. When- the, the technology wasn't evil at all. At the beginning, when yeah. the doctor was like, don't be robophobic. She was right. She was right. So she don't was right. Be. So go out and fuck a robot today. That's, I think, <laughs> I think we can all tell that that's what that's, the message uh, she was trying to get across. Yeah, really? Really? I don't know. That's, that sounds like robosexuality. I'm not uh, comfortable with that. Ooh. Oh, oh, we got some sort of robophobe over here. You <laughs> um, <It's> square. <laughs> I think I, I think I asked you as Chloe about halfway through, and I don't think we ever find out. Like, I don't think we got a year of when this is supposed to be. The future. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. I mean, I would assume that it is whatever time they were in when the episode started, because they these these kerblam men have the ability to teleport through space but not through time as far as so know. when did matt Sm- what yeah oh yeah but when did matt smith or when would matt smith's doctor have ordered a fez 
sometime after the fifth season, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> when Kerblam was a thing. Wait, was the... <laughs> was the, um... The Christmas special, like, the Christmas Carol Christmas special, was that between the fifth and the sixth seasons? Yes. Okay. And they were on, like, like a luxury ship for Amy and Rory's, and, like, the ship's crashing. That seemed approximately the same time. So let's say then. Because he'd had his fez with, like, the Pandorica and the end of the world. He was like, I want that fez again. Then. And Amy and Rory were on their honeymoon, so he was doing some online shopping. Trying to get them a wedding present. Also throwing in a fez. So so... then. Okay, so whatever time that was taking place in is when this episode happens. Got that squared away. (laughs) <laughs> yep. I mean, I would like to put this out there, big finish, if you're listening. Uh, I would not put it put it out of the range of possibility that the Twelfth Doctor ordered that fez when oh. he was having his midlife crisis. Oh, dang! <laughs> Possibly. I mean, if they if they ha- if they thought up a fun line for it, she would have said it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to speculate about when that happened. I mean, ultimately, I mean, we just yeah. want a big finish episode of the Doctor online shopping. Exactly. <laughs> it could be. It could be John Pertwee for all we know. Uh, sure. Right. Really. Just it wanted could a be. Fence. It could be. <laughs> Sean Pertwee as John Pertwee. I can only hope. <laughs> but this is. Uh, I guess it could be any. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it could be any Doctor up to and including the 11th or 12th. So I feel like the 12th Doctor doesn't really want a Fez. No, it's probably quite done with with Fezes after having And maybe that's why the 11th Doctor was so excited to see the Fez in the Big, mm. big Bang. Yeah. Yes. Because he'd ordered that Fez who knows how long ago. Uh-huh. And he was like, finally, a Fez. <laughs> He was told to go fish and got what he wanted. Yeah. Hey. Um, th- this is part of, I believe, Doctor Who's long running, spanning the old and new series. It's not cohesive enough to be an arc or anything, mm-hmm. but it's another it's another human colony, and they they sort of have tracked like uh, like the hu- the human expansion across the universe. Mm-hmm. You don't usually get you know, a star map as to how far they're expanding. But it'll be like, oh, it's this mm-hmm. year, and this is this human colony. And that's how we got to Utopia and, like, the last human colony. Mm-hmm. At the heat death of the universe. But this was... I, I assume the, the majority of people involved in this lived on the planet to which... Uh, to the moon that they were on. That was the implication, yeah. 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 Yep. Wait, did that say this yep. is the first Doctor Who episode with an exclamation mark? Yeah, the Aquabats <laughs> have never done a Doctor Who episode to this <laughs> point, so this is Nor the first Nor has Panic one. at the Disco? No. No, no exclamation fans have... Uh... <laughs> Panic in the TARDIS? Yeah. I think it's I think it's fun. It's like a... Uh, like They're like big Finnish stories that have, have names like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good times. It's... I enjoy an exclamation mark. Yeah. Fun, fun fact, according to Wiktionary, Ooh. Kerblam is a legit interjection. An onomatopoeic an onomatopoetic representation of a sudden loud sound 
as the sound of an explosion. An onomatopoetic representation of damage taken. Ooh. Or yeah. did they did they did they crit or, roll for that? <laughs> oh boy. That's another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> or as a verb, figuratively, to explode. <laughs> Je kerblam, tu kerblam, il kerblam, el kerblam, news kerblamo. Yeah. Third, third person, singular, simple, present, kerblams, <laughs> present participle, kerblaming, simple past and past participle, kerblammed. I didn't, I didn't think about the fact that kerblam got kerblammed at the end there. Yeah. So actually, does that not beg the question, why name your company kerblam in the first place if you're not hoping it blows up one day? Seems like it's asking for <laughs> trouble. Yeah. Because everything's so sudden. I mean... I so. They've been going for at least multiple hundreds of years, so it's. Didn't they say like, like Lil Squiggly okay. was like two hundred years, years old? old? Yeah, and he was the first guy. Yeah, yeah. So it really hasn't been that long. No, in terms of like, you know, human history as no. it relates to sci-fi, not not very long yeah. at all. Haven't Oreos been around for a hundred years? <laughs> something to think about. Actually, something. Hmm. Hmm. So what you're saying is we need a Doctor Who episode about roboticized Oreos. Yes, robot Oreos or oh. Robios. Robio, Robio, wherefore art thou, Robio? I feel exactly. like I feel like there is no way out of this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to blow it up. We'll have to kerblam our way out of this tangent. So. <laughs> Um, maybe barring Graham's speech in the last episode, I got, I thought we got the best out of all of our companions in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I still feel like Ryan's character development is, oh, I haven't mentioned my dyspraxia in four episodes. Let me mention my dyspraxia again. (laughs) It makes it hard to fall down shoots. Like I, yeah, like dyspraxia, it's a coordination, like difficulty with coordination, right? So yeah, according to Ryan, if, sometimes <laughs> yeah, when it just comes and goes. You know, it's kind of inconvenient, I guess. When it's dramatic, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you just put that away, I still think I don't think we got like a lot of Ryan's personality. We got a lot more of Yaz's than we did mm-hmm. last week. I would say. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Where. Yeah. They're all being scanned to determine what jobs they want to do. And the first thing Yaz asks is, like, what's the morale like? Mm-hmm. That tells you, like, tons that mm-hmm. we didn't get last week. She also did a great restraint on our, yeah. our bad guy. Yeah. Some of yeah, those we actually PC see her... skills. Yeah, I was going to say, we see her put her uh, PC skills to, the t- to, the, to use here. Yeah. In detective work and restraining work. Yeah. I wanted to see her, like, really... Take that guy down. <laughs> like, just jump on top of him and put him in a headlock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just triangle hold that bitch to the ground. I, I almost <laughs> hoped, um, and maybe the episode's not quite long enough to do that, but I almost hoped that, that each individual member of the TARDIS team had a different job. Just so yeah. we could have seen, like, four different jobs, I guess. Although it didn't really sound like there were four different jobs. Maybe there weren't. No. I thought it was interesting that the Kerblam interface or the Kerblam, like, artificial AI, the Kerblam AI scanned the doctor 
and wanted her to go be a janitor because that was where she would have been able to like figure out or hopefully figure out what was mm. going on. Yes. Whereas she was like, nah, nah, I need to be in dispatch. <laughs> Graham switch with me. Yep. That is a great point. Yeah. Because, yeah. and it took me a second to really put that together because like you don't realize until the very end that the AI, you're, you're so used to the AI being evil. Yeah. Or yes. even that the human has put in some sort of evil protocol. But it wasn't even that. The, it was just the human kind of like pulling, like manipulating strings or really just manipulating bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was the fault of the show's direction. Because just like you just see them in the dark with glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's obviously set up to be like, oh, it's a bad AI. And I was definitely like, okay. There we go. Another mm-hmm. evil computer. Yeah. But yeah. no. Um, yeah, well, I mean, even even with that, though, even with those creepy glowing eyes lurking in the darkness to humans, that's, you know, pretty eerie, mm-hmm. bordering on creepy, depending on where it is. But to a robot, I'm just monitoring things. Yeah. Yeah, that's just like literally how they function. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your personal conversations to in room, please. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I gotta Another, say, there should yeah, have been yeah. a trigger warning for retail workers for this episode. <laughs> like, we have all worked in like retail and like like warehouse type work before. Like, I haven't personally done yeah. warehouse, but I've done oh, retail, yeah. and there were some of those bits that were hitting a little close to home. The the only the thing Even, that would have put the yeah. cherry on top if if one of them went over to. Uh, he has and said, if you got time to lean, you've got time to clean. (laughs) (laughs) The thing I really enjoyed about that, like super little, super quick sequence was how the first warning, you know, sounded mechanical. It sounded like the robot just spouting something off automatically. But the second one, second one, the second uh, reprimand had a little bit of an edge to it. That seemed Mm -hmm. a, a little, uh, a little more than just, Mechanical. Really you like dumb humans thing, with your detail, your social interactions. <laughs> Get out of there! Even starting out with like a very sarcastic sounding, great conversation, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> AI's got some sass. <laughs> Revenge of the mm. sass bots. Jeez, Louise! <laughs> I did love the little. Um, Delivery boy, Mark One, Twisty, yeah. Turny, T- yeah, Topsy. I, wa- I want to say Twisty, Twirly. Sorry, I think I think Twisty, Twirly or Twisty, Topsy. Twir- might be Twirly. I guess because. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so many so many names. Anyways, he was fun. He <laughs> and I mean I think that really um also lent some some evidence or some suggestion that it was like a cyberman type episode because it's like cybermat-esque yeah like yeah, uh, like yeah. oh this is where they started definitely could put a head in there yeah. Yeah. But, but but you were like man this guy the new canine yeah i wanted him to be board. the new canine he seemed nice i yeah i got some canine vibes from that bit because they still have it's had its uh it had its own personality and mm-hmm. seemed to, uh, you know, be a bit of a 
kind of a <clears throat> kind of have a uh, sort of air of what's me be the hero <laughs> about it. <laughs> also, was anyone else disappointed that when the doctor says that she has robot friends, that chameleon was not mentioned? Nope. <sighs> now, now that you mention it. <laughs> although, although spoilers, next week's episode probably make up for it, chameleon or not. That but. is true. That is a contemporary of the chameleon. Is it not? No, that's King John. I yeah. Mean, it was give or take yeah, 400 yeah, years. Yeah. Quite a few years. Yeah. But uh, still. We're back in anyway, though, England. This is Kerblam. (laughs) Okay, this is definitely a a detail I did not pick up while we were watching, but according to TARDIS Wiki, Mm. um, the year in which several Kerblam employees went missing, which I think it was just in the past three months, so it was the current year of the episode, was plus 135. What does that mean? Huh. Huh. What does that mean? means Jesus came again. (laughs) (laughs) Man. He's got a big refractory period. So, let me bless you with great savings, and uh, the glam really took off. It just, when you click DWU years, what does that lead you to? Doctor Who universe years, probably. Yeah, but like, what is? Oh, it's just a um, listing of meaningless. Of, uh, just listing of years and like the significance of, uh, of all of them. Just named years in. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping there was like a timeline. That would be neat. Is are they listed in mm-hmm. chronological? They're listed no. in alphabetical, n- n- numerical sorts, order. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Mm. Um, That's too bad. <laughs> they reminded me of one of my favorite one of my favorite Simpsons lines ever. Yeah. This is the end. The end of high prices. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole angel plot built up to that at the end of the episode. <laughs> It still makes me laugh. But this was 135 years after something. Unless unless it was like a, an internal company year. But you know what? No, it could be because it's at least 200 years old. No, I don't know. Yeah. 135 years since they moved to that moon? Could be. Maybe. As their like warehouse yeah. base? Yeah. Um, could be. Yeah, I don't remember hearing that in the episode. I do remember uh, the doctor making it sound like the warehouse, like the fact that they turned the whole moon into a warehouse. Um, she made it sound like it was something recent or at least relatively recent, you know, not like a uh, Kerblam didn't start there. Mm-hmm. It was something they added later on. Mm-hmm. I even got the impression that uh, Kerblam might not have been a, a newcomer to that, uh, that planet and its moon, but they hadn't exactly started there either. So maybe 135 years since that, as, a, as I think Chloe just pointed out, since that planet started, like since, since the planet was colonized. Yeah, I'm kind of assuming that once Kandoka was colonized, the moon was just kind of like icing on top. <laughs> is, that, is anyone using it's that moon? moon? Nobody, nobody lives on there. <laughs> no, nobody's using it. <laughs> yeah, just it's fine. It's free real estate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that I. And, and I mean, like, it's a, it's a somewhat relevant topic to, like, social issues now. What, they, they seem to make a lot of ado about, you know, maybe 10% of the population is working. What yeah. is the other 90% doing? Are, like, are getting they... Getting very mad. Aside from getting mad. Although that can be a full-time <laughs> job. Check, <laughs> check the internet. But, like, how... Like how 
how are they sustaining themselves? I guess this may be my question. They said 10% of the employees at Kerblam were human. Okay. Yeah. They didn't say anything about... But, okay, there was a small... But regardless, it was a small proportion Mm -hmm. of the human population is working. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie's whole cause seemed to uh, orbit around that fact. So I guess I would have liked it to be a little bit more fleshed out, just what what the other yeah. humans are doing. Because like this is, is this is almost a this is a far future, near future mm-hmm. sort of um possibility. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the thing with Kandoka is that it was colonized by everybody who loved automation but hated universal basic incomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, conservatives. Cool. I see. <laughs> you know what? Can we back up and let them just send the package? <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, Cause we, but yeah, like, is, like, is there some sort of universal basic? Like, how does that work? Like I, I want, there must not I, I found myself I wanting mean, to know more about like the social, dynamics of this society how do you what do you think about that kind of two-parter like we did kerblam this episode and the next episode we we stay in this time and more or less place Mm -hmm. but kind of find out about it's like social situations and what like but and do what like who's the big bad well there has to be another plot right but something else is probably going on because it sounds like there are probably a lot of poor people dying in the street or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm just mm-hmm. glad to have a job. And I also got the impression that the employees lived there. It sounds like it, yeah. 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 Or just didn't stop yeah, working. They must have. <laughs> yeah. Which is a <laughs> We didn't see anyone punch out ever. Which is like a real <laughs> like which is like a like a real and not uncommon dysto- like near dystopia. Yeah. Um plot it's like oh come and you know well you can have food and a place to sleep and stuff like that that was part of the plot of what was that weird friggin movie we watched oh thank no sorry for um sorry to bother you sorry to bother you that's what i'm thinking of yeah Yeah. Mm. this did not go in that direction (laughs) boy boy well i mean it, it might just be something with sinister uh undertones but at the beginning of the episode, when they first step into Kerplam, there's a, an announcement that repeats itself over and over again. Uh, welcome to another like great shift at Kerblam or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the use of the word shift, at least to me, suggests that, you know, they're not working all the time. But the fact that, uh, that that one guy only went back to see his daughter maybe twice a year definitely implies that there's some sort of dormitory or something there that the workers stay at. So I guess it's not terribly dystopic. It's just like, again, it comes back to the question of what what are the people without jobs do? Are they the people on the phones who aren't noticing technology getting better? I guess. Well, we got like an idiocracy kind of thing going on there. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't see any plants or Gatorade. No, so I saw plants in there. Like, you, you, yeah, there was the, they had the little like activity their oh, break yeah, area yeah, was like it was like a little park. <laughs> it was definitely like That's, robots okay, designed okay. this 
this like break area for humans. Like we put trees there. You guys like trees. It is it is a dog park for humans. It is a dog park for humans, yes. I mean, the only thing that's missing is dogs. I mean the other thing I would have thought is that these are the the bottom of society and everyone else yeah. is like a, a richie but they said that oh i'm glad yeah. to, just glad to have any job kind mm-hmm. of thing so there must yeah, be well, people below them yeah and like not even that but just i mean another line that suggests there are people from the bottom you know people who've done hard time or just can't hold down a job or whatever mm-hmm. um judy the 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 person uh in charge of people yes um just out and says this is you know where we give people second chances and like with charlie maybe there's some something you know a little a little more hard-edged going on mm-hmm. but with the guy that uh yes was working with he just seemed to be a guy who wanted to you know help his daughter have a better future just do better and, yeah and and kyra just seemed to be you know somebody who was happy to have a job and Probably doesn't have a super dark past, but she had, she got one present in her whole life. Yeah, yeah she's had, she had I'm kind just, of like a, a sad, sad past, orphan but... backstory. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She mm-hmm. also said something that like also hinted at maybe the dynamics of the rest of human society, which is the idea of a job giving meaning or structure mm-hmm. to her life. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she said meaning. Or purpose. Purpose is, I think, what she said. Which maybe implies that for the majority of the people who are not working, it's not necessarily a a financial hardship, but a like a purpose hardship. (laughs) I also also yeah, like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, I I got I got the impression that maybe even a lot of people are just like like inside their phones for their life or something like that. And so just there was definitely a hint of that. Like and and it the episode sort of shifted throughout the episode as to whether how it, it itself felt about technology. It was definitely at the beginning kind of like, ooh, technology is like bad and sinister and everyone's mm-hmm. too taken over by it and then it was like oh technology is not that bad it's just a tool and then it was like oh but we need more humans because technology is too much yeah and mm-hmm. so i felt like the ultimate message of the episode about technology was like a touch jumbled it's i mean the, i think the like what it landed on was like we got to figure out how to make it like it's not going away so we mm. got to figure out how mm-hmm. to live with it and maintain a balance or something like that. But yeah, it would definitely start it off like, cause there was a, a, something about like, Oh, people their phones or something. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then it was like, okay, oh. grandpa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Graham is after all 310, as he said. Yes. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I also got the impression with Graham. He just wants to be anyone's granddad. Yeah. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. <laughs> Um, if you are like in the 15 to 25 age range, a young male without a parental figure, Graham is here to be your granddad, whether you like it or not. That was, uh, good on limb for Graham a little bit saying he was 310. Cause, cause like maybe people live that long here. 
maybe people live short. Like maybe. Like I like it's just a joke. He would have said that if he was, you know, yeah, back in Sheffield or whatever. I thought it was yeah. cute. Yeah. I still like Graham. Graham is still my favorite <laughs> it's companion. He's hard, hard not to like. He's and it's so funny because I remember seeing like the original cast post- posters, and I was definitely like, "Oh, this white dude, like this old yeah. guy, get out of here, old man." Yeah, this host from the chase. Like, and he's definitely like <laughs> the most fun out of the three, like consistently fun out of the three of them. Yeah, yeah. Call, well, call I mean, the he doctor. Sorry. <laughs> All right. He calls the doctor Doc, which uh, is fun. Yeah, Graham. Graham's character is uh, possibly very surprising to a lot of people because he is not uh, a cantankerous old guy, old white guy, but like a warm-hearted and open-minded old white guy. Yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Which is super nice. I definitely mm. was hoping that when they like scanned everybody that his job was going to be like to drive some delivery bus around. And he'll be like, it's the part I was born to play. Do you, do you say something like, oh, he'll probably be a CEO or something? Did I? Yeah. No, I think I said he'll probably be a bus driver. Okay. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be fun. Drawing on his mm-hmm. strong bus driving skills. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Climax a little bit. Um, sure. I think I think we could have spent one more beat on uh, a bunch of liquefied employees in a vat. That was yeah. concerning, yeah. Like they they certainly acknowledge that it's bad, but I feel like we could have had like just just like a touch more. I didn't even feel like anyone any of the characters oh. reacted that strongly no. to it. No. It was just like, oh, what's all this goo and all these trackers? And then it was like, oh, it's humans. Moving on. So if, I guess it only, li- like the liquefier only liquefied organic matter? Yes. Yeah. Because why are the trackers, okay, okay. That uh, clears that up at least. Yeah. But yeah, that was really quite strange. And even even so, you know, after uh, a series of twists, it's revealed that the system is actually aware of Charlie's tampering. So... Was was the liquefying part of Charlie's plan? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. I just answered my own question. Yes, it was. <laughs> because he needed test subjects for his uh, explosive bubble wrap. Yes. That only liquefies organic matter. Or No, the, the bubble wrap and the liquefaction is two different things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, there's just a liquefier on site because, you is know. hiding the evidence, I guess. Well... For some reason, yeah, it was like when Charlie and Yaz and Ryan were going through, like, to get to, like, the under levels. Yeah. <laughs> and they went through that decontamination. And at first it was just, like, yeah. like air or, like, antibiotic spray or whatever, which is, like, okay, that's fine. That's, like, reasonable. You don't want, like, pathogens to get shipped out to your customers. But then lasers, <laughs> Just and lasers. Honestly, what laser is killing any sort of contamination? Like, unless you're getting, like, rats, and I don't know where the rats would have come from. Like, why are there lasers? Like, lasers that look like just someone shooting a gun. They look like Dalek lasers. Yeah. Instead of just being, like, oh, like, like beam. What? There was no order to it. It was just like, pew, 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 pew. I expect, expect, like, 
like just a grid of <laughs> beams or something like that. But it was just like someone yeah. just, just just looked like someone firing a it laser was, gun. It was, yeah, <sighs> yeah. The laser seemed so unnecessary. Strange. Yeah, um, <laughs> enjoyed the little the fun thrill ride through the conveyor belts. That was fun. I yeah. so I was waiting for the doctor to find out they had ridden the conveyor belts and be annoyed. Yeah. Because she seemed ah. really excited to <laughs> ride the conveyor belts and then very disappointed <laughs> that she wasn't going to be able to. <laughs> but um, the the plot, uh, like the, the the way it ended up, I I didn't see it was seeing it, see it being this guy for sure. No, um, mm-hmm. it definitely and, looked like it was going to be the greasy executive. I mean, he was kind of set up. First of all. He's a greasy executive. Yes. Second of all, mm-hmm. at the sign of people finding out his ruse, he's grabbed a gun. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he was yeah. set up to kind of look pretty bad. He, he wasn't, wasn't all, all that <laughs> he bad. He didn't have great end. justification, though. No. Because everyone's because when he said, he was like, oh, I thought it was you. And nobody was like, so you were going to shoot everybody? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're fine with... They're fine with people being liquefied, so yeah. sh- being shot, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatevs. I mean, I guess, I guess I could step in here and sort of channel the writers a little bit and say, okay, I understand, I understand your critiques here, but uh, you got to understand that Judy, she's always, always messing up all this jargon stuff. Oh, organics. Uh, oh, I mean, people. You know, you got to understand that this is a society. This is a company, maybe. Where everywhere else it's it's so automated, but right here they've got to have people working, and because they have to have people working, nobody's used to working with people, so they just have really crappy social skills and don't know how to react to terrible human tragedy. You shouldn't have a gun at work. <laughs> yeah, where do you get this gun? Some <laughs> personal gun. Yeah, I brought it from home. <laughs> well, going, Is that a company going gun? back no. to my. <laughs> Going back to my earlier uh, fanon, that this is a planet full of universal basic income hating automation loving people, <laughs> and G chimed in conservatives. What are, what are conservatives also known for? Loving the NRA. That's true. Oh man! Whoa! This is so. a this is a critique. This is a dark satire <laughs> of the right wing. Crack this oh, thing wide man. open. Yep. Um, but basically it wasn't, wasn't a straight ripoff, but, uh, it was kind of the, kind of the end plot of Watchmen. It, uh, cause, oh. cause his plan was like, oh, have the robots deliver these, this dangerous bubble wrap with all mm-hmm. these packages and people will distrust the robots. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same, the same thing, uh, in Watchmen where, uh, Ozymandias invents an alien threat mm-hmm. in order to unite everyone against aliens instead of fighting each other. So, mm-hmm. not exactly the same, but that's that's what the ending reminded me of. Okay. Um, I think it's not. I think it's not a bad plot. It's definitely definitely not where I saw it was going, and he was yeah. ultimately unrepentant. Oh yeah, he didn't feel bad at all. <laughs> He was like, nope, I am totally justified in bringing down this uh. corporation and these robots. And mm-hmm. and I didn't, because initially I didn't know how to feel about, like, Kira died. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. 
I don't know if her dying and then him being like, oh, you know what? Messed up. I'd, would that have been worse? That would be her being fridged. Yeah. Yeah. But it turns out he's just a piece of shit. It's kind of <laughs> nice to have a villain yep. who's just a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I, I will say for the human villains, at least, it's kind of a thing this season. Yeah, that's... I feel, yeah, the theme of this season is humans are garbage sometimes. <laughs> and robots are not always. Yeah. So watch more TV on the Doctor Who streaming app. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so watch more watch more TV written by robots, but uh, that works too. Yes. Like those... Those commercials where they feed a robot like a bunch of different commercials and then get them to write a commercial. <laughs> and it's darkly I terrifying. Haven't, I haven't seen those, but they're probably great. Oh my gosh. I'm going to find I mean, one and send it to you because uh, there's no. like an Olive Garden one that is <laughs> a, a deep look into the psyche of, com- of commercials. Now that I think about it, that's probably how they write Riverdale. <laughs> rude. rude. They show it all the previous CW shows. <laughs> How dare you? Riverdale is it a scan treasure. Some Archie comics. <laughs> Bear, one Archie comic, just so it knows what people yeah. look like. Yeah, one, one Archie. Yeah, comic. yeah. Um, rude though. I d- I did like the some of the subtle stuff the doctor did when Judy was like, "Oh, you have two hearts," and the doctor's like, "Oh, gift from the first lady," and Judy was like, "Yeah, okay." Mm-hmm. That's something the first lady would do. Yeah. Um, Apparently. I, I want all these powers of a first lady. She's first lady of Kerblam? Or what's she no, like? No, I think she's the first lady of... Kandoka? Kandoka, yeah. Okay. yeah. That was my implication. Or maybe the first lady of, like, the galaxy? Maybe. There could be many first ladies. We don't know the size of the government here. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But, like, a lot of the time, the doctor, like, like this season does not know everything no yeah like there's a lot it's a lot of times where the doctor would be like oh yes that's this old customer something the doctor's usually (laughs) very well researched about every single place they go to but i kind of like her just like let's go do it Mm -hmm. oh that's happening okay i'll adapt Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she talked down that manager pretty well (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Um, we got the uh, Venusian Aikido again. Yeah, she's pulling that out yep. a lot this season. By <laughs> a lot, I mean twice, but twice. that's more than yeah. we've seen the other Doctors. Twice in seven episodes. That's pretty good. Also a reference to um, the Unicorn and the Wasp. Yes. How she's met uh, the, oh. Agatha Chris. Yeah, when she pulls... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she pulls Yaz, in, Yaz and Ryan in, and she says that she's met Agatha Christie. And there were giant wasps there. Yeah. Because that was the plot yeah. of that episode. Yeah, and that's pretty much pretty much the whole plot of that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not quite as diverse as this one, then. <laughs> Rounding off the continuity section of the TARDIS wiki, because nothing else has been added, the Doctor previously visited a warehouse which also contained a mystery <laughs> in her seventh incarnation with Melanie Bush. <laughs> Ooh, mystery warehouse. <laughs> It's a classic. The mystery show. It's a classic story. Dragonfire? Uh, no, it's, it's an audio. Um, audio oh, movie. okay. 
entitled mm-hmm. The okay. Warehouse. Oh, not just a clever name then. No. Hey. <laughs> All right. It's ratings time. Ooh. Chloe. Ooh, I guess you go first. How do you rate this One episode? star out of five, did not receive delivery items, so I can't, but it's not going to rate it out of that. No. Um, Parking was ample. Parking was ample. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was, my box was slightly crushed one star. <laughs> box, con- box contained no poisonous gases. One and a half stars. But that's a plus, isn't it? <laughs> I specifically ordered poisonous gases. One star. Well, sir. I would give it zero stars if I could. <laughs> <laughs> or on the other side, five stars. Haven't received this product yet, but I know I'm going to love it. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, no. I'm going to give it a useful rating, perhaps. Um, which is... Do you want to say stuff and then rate it at the end of your stuff that you're going to say? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. You know what? I feel like this might be the first episode this season i know one thing that i've been harping on um this season as far as episodes go is episodes that are good that i don't necessarily want to watch again mm-hmm. i feel like i'd want to watch this episode again mm. i think it was the first actually fun episode i mean yes people died but i feel like someone dies in every episode of doctor who pretty much more or less except uh, the doctor dance the doctor dances which the whole point was nobody <laughs> died but it's not uncommon for a f- for a couple of deaths to happen. Oh, yeah. Can't have fun without a death or two. Um, so yeah, I thought this was actually like a fun kind of one shot Doctor Who like like classic new Doctor Who episode mm-hmm. to be confusing deliberately. I mean, it's I mean we're this is the eleventh season. I think we can say. You know, something like that pretty well by this point. I guess so, yeah. And like you were mentioning at the top of the episode, everybody seemed to have something to do. We got a good little taste of everybody's personality, which was really nice. Uh, It was a nice twist on the obvious, the AI is evil and going to kill us. Mm -hmm. Which was also really nice because I think that elevated the episode from like, a mediocre episode like if it had turned out at the end of it that the ai was was evil the whole time well okay that would have been fine and i think it would have felt like a more average episode for it but because the villain was none of the humans we suspected but like i guess the the butler did it yeah in essence and he was totally unrepentant about it which was also interesting but maybe in line with this season mm-hmm. so yeah and also those robots were hella creepy so i'm thinking like yeah this is this is a pretty good episode it's like in that like three and a half to four stars out of five i took a star off because the box was dented but otherwise yeah i enjoyed it cool all right, we're going to go over to Z. <laughs> All right. Um, man, this episode kind of reminded me of an earlier episode from the series, but like there's there have been so many episodes of both New Who and just Who in general that a lot of stuff's going to start reminding you of other stuff. I'm sure I'm thinking of like a Cyberman episode, mm. possibly the one that G talked about earlier in the episode. Mm. About, like, Cyberdyne Corporation or whatever. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, what? I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of, kind of torn a little bit, a, a little bit mm-hmm. when it comes to this episode. Um, I enjoyed it. Thought that on reflection, especially as much as, uh, as there are certain, you know, mysteries about the social fabric of, uh, of Kandoka and what the whole deal is. Are the people not working just kicking back? Are the people not working miserable because they don't have purpose? Like Kyra suggests. Hmm. There are a lot of unanswered, unanswered questions, but that's kind of what stories do. You know, they just tell a story, not the story. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I want right. the story with all the backstory. Yeah, yeah. So, for what it is and everything, I, I did enjoy the episode. Um, I did, I did feel like it was maybe a little bit of a not a a Deus ex machina at the end, but more of a demon ex machina at the end. <laughs> the villain came out of nowhere, mm. or seemingly so, just because up until that point, up until that point, Charlie hadn't really come across as somebody you know who was like out for revenge or to make some sort of political point mm-hmm. it's just a maintenance guy with a, a work crush Aww. um sad yeah but uh as as Chloe pointed out just kind of a kind of a junk a garbage human because he didn't care when his work crush <laughs> died before his eyes or at least he didn't seem to Maybe he, like the doctor was saying, he was just so angry he couldn't think straight. Mm. Either way, it felt like um, maybe the ending of a of a mystery story I might write because I'm not very good at writing mysteries. <laughs> where Whoa. where the villain, the the one who did it, the one who done it, who done it, uh, is just kind of a surprise to everybody because there seems to be no, no breadcrumbs leading back to it. Mm. Which, it's a secret to everybody. <laughs> Which maybe makes it a great mystery, or maybe makes it a poor one. Mm. I mean, like, I feel like, because, okay, <laughs> here's my point at last. Mm. Um, this episode, for all of its uh, robophobia, robosexuality, and all that sort of thing, <laughs> really is kind of at its heart a mystery. Mm-hmm. They, the Doctor and co. get this message. They're like, help me. Who's who's looking for, our, for help? And mm-hmm. all this sort of thing. And they try to figure out where it's coming from, who needs the help. There are a bunch of false leads, a bunch of uh, uh, false findings, false discoveries that develop the plot further and further and further. And then in the end, you know, there's really no way for the viewer, and I think this is what makes it maybe not as great a story as as it could have been, to me anyway. When you've got a mystery, part of the fun, at least from what I understand it, is like the reader or the viewer or whatever sort of being able to either follow along with it with the detective uh-huh. as they uh, unravel the mystery or jump ahead of the detective and make educated guesses based on clues and whatnot mm-hmm. that are left but we didn't really get any of that really i mean i don't really think so it's no? just like it lines up yes charlie's a maintenance worker uh, full access nobody thinks of them etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh-huh. But it kind of feels like that's just a modern take on the butler did it. 
Mm. No, kind of reminds me of the first episode of BBC Sherlock too, where it was the the taxi driver. Spoilers, by the way. Hmm. Mm. Because it's you know some innocuous person that you don't really think about. So it kind of made it a little bit obvious. But for me, it kind of got to that point where it's like, well, I was doing all this stuff in analog and like the help me thing. It looked like it was printed, and like um, Ryan was pointing out, they don't have time to write stuff like that down. It's like. Did the computer send the message? Like, I got that thought in my head while I was watching, and then sure enough, it's like, oh, oh, snap. Sure, sure. But, like, was there some way in in which the message was uh, printed that suggested Charlie was uh, was tampering with it? Charlie. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of... Charlie, the guy, the activist... Yeah, there wasn't well, a lot of... He wouldn't send a message saying, help me. No, but I mean, like, there weren't really any breadcrumbs pointing it back to him. Oh. It could have been the greasy CEO. Mm. It could have been the the people, or the person in charge of people who kept mm. calling them organics and that sort of thing. Yeah, like, very yeah. jargony. They're... A very remote language. I could have seen her turning up to be a robot on her own. Yeah. Like, a, like a, or, or enhanced in some way. She's uh, like a... Yeah. Oh, man. As a fun side thing. Mm-hmm. But there was no, yeah, he, there was no even him grumbling about the amount of robots or anything. No. No, no it was just kind of like, be careful what you say because the robots are watching. But everybody was sort of yeah. saying that. Yeah, there was yeah, nothing. Yeah, Dan was saying that. Yeah, there wasn't, like, like there was one point I think the doc- doctor was like, yeah, of course, maintenance, you know, no one pays attention to them, but they have access to everywhere. That was it. That was the clue. Yeah. There was no, there's no clue as to his motives. No, no, just sudden no. but inevitable betrayal. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, I will give this one a thumbs up because, uh, as we mentioned earlier, it is, it might be the best example of an episode from this series where every companion and the Doctor got a little bit of screen time, a little bit of development. Yeah, they all played a useful role instead of just kind of being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we were saying, even Yaz got a little bit of a PC training action in there. Mm-hmm. Both mental and physical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you may have heard, joining us at the zero hour uh, for the ratings is Soph. Soph, welcome. <laughs> what is your rating for this episode? All right, well... <clears throat> Mm, I don't want to just give the rating. I kind of want to give him a two yeah, cents. Except it. that our, our pennies no longer exist, so maybe it's five cents now. Anyway. um, I'll admit that the whole, you know, he's the villain and he's instigating this and it's not whatever was kind of out of left field. The crumbs were very small and not very noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, like, the fact that all that was in the box was the bubble wrap and like he's like he's yelling no like wait why why no it's just bubble wrap and then she pops it and just and it's like wait you knew that was gonna happen what the hell that kind of spurred it at the last minute but it was the last minute <laughs> so yeah uh that's just one little nitpick though the rest of it i felt worked kind of nicely because um like we mentioned, all the characters ended up having some sort of use, like some purpose. Like Ryan had experience working in a factory, so he knew about how stuff worked. And uh, Yaz, with her police training, could like incapacitate him at least for a moment. And um, even Graham, because he was um, 
working as maintenance knew how to get to the map and that kind of stuff that was just sort of sitting around. It's like they have the codes because the insides need to be polished too, right? So I thought that was kind of neat. And how they brought the old robot to be like, well, this is, you know, version 1.0. And then using that little guy to help out. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like, well, old technology trying to hook into new technology. Mm -hmm. Of course, the poor thing was going to short circuit. Uh Like, come on. A little bit of an R2-D2 moment there. I know. Hmm. Poor thing. But he was super helpful and ended up helping by, you know, having the delivery just be delivered here hmm. and then having them all open the package. But then that meant that they ended up having to sacrifice all those robots. So you can kind of tell that the doctor felt bad about that, at least, because she was just like, ugh, there's no hmm. other way because otherwise all these innocent lives are going to be lost. So, like, I, I like that they handled it that way. They didn't just make it, oh, the robot is just gone rogue and evil and whatever. It was some schmuck who decided that, you know, 10% isn't enough. And I feel like that might have been some sort of social commentary about how, like, um, that only 10% of people get to work. It's not that, you know, everyone else is sitting around just doing whatever. It's that people want work, but only 10% manage to get it. You know, you you need jo- you need a job, have money, get by. Well, but, food, but I mean, like, is that the case? Do they need the job for the money? Or like Kira says, is it just to have a sense of purpose? No, no, because Dan even pointed out that he... Um, Save, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah he mentioned that he up. saves it up and sends it to his daughter and, you know... We'll take is that, sh- but is that because uh, Kandoka, Kandokan schools are astronomically expensive and mm-hmm. the universal basic income that he gets every month doesn't cover it? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of well, reasons why the mysteries people, we don't get. There's lots of reasons why people work mm-hmm. now. Like, I mean, universal basic income is not generally here at this point, but people work different jobs for different reasons. And some of it is for, like, personal satisfaction and some of it is for, like, monetary gain. And depending Mm -hmm. on, uh, there's, like, a lot of different factors as to, like, where you are on that sliding scale. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes it is, like, I literally need to live. And the, yeah. and the slider is more on that end of things. And then sometimes it is, I'm fortunate enough that I can do something that is more of a personal satisfaction to me. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, there are yeah. some people who, even if given the option, want to just work. That's just how their personalities are. Like, you could mm-hmm. give them, you know, here is, I don't want to make any sort of assumptions about what an appropriate amount of money is to an average person. Because yours is different mm-hmm. from mine, is different from someone else's. But here yeah, is so. your, you know, unacceptable amount of yearly income. And some people will yeah. still want, they will get satisfaction from working. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, like, it's it's really hard to say without fleshing out the, univ- the, the world below why mm-hmm. everyone yeah. is working. If it is, you know, what everyone's reason is, or if everyone does have a different reason. <laughs> I give it a thumbs up. Cool. Um, you know, four out of five stars. Nice. Death in the box. <laughs> cool. All right. That was perfect. So, everybody had something to do. We've established this. They didn't overemphasize the, the episode cast over the recurring cast. Felt like, no. Felt like a nice yeah. balance. I'd say the only yeah. clue that you got towards Charlie was like a meta clue. Because we've eliminated all of the other episodes' characters. 
Yes. And it was probably going to be someone who was part of the cast. Unless it was this first lady. Yeah, it was the, it was me, Melania Trump, the whole time. Exactly. Ah, ooh. <clears throat> hey, oh. Um, but yeah, there, as you said, Z, there were not a lot of clues leading to Charlie, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulling away from a viewing mystery, I just enjoyed it as a twist. What a um, twist! Yeah, and it was like <laughs> you know, this guy has this has this has this conviction. He realizes his numbers up. He does not save himself. Mm-hmm. No. She's just like, nope, this is if I can't live and have this work, then I don't want to live. Which is pretty nuts. Yeah. Um But like, like his, uh, you know, I actually lied when I had my interview. I'm actually super competent and can do a bunch of things. <laughs> they got they to get a lot out they quickly. Scanning thing. They had to get a lot out quickly when they um, he was revealed as the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess the scanning thing doesn't scan for intelligence. It's just like a physical. Yeah. I thought it did yeah. though. But he said, maybe, like maybe he not. had all of these qualifications in computer engineering and yeah. like te- various other technological aspects. So maybe he rigged the scan in some way. It could be. Hmm. Wouldn't mind a yeah. two-minute montage of how, quote how he did it. Exactly. Um, it this was, is how it could have happened. Oh, it could have happened like this. Yeah, um, it was funny at times. It was like cool action at times. Uh, I enjoyed the, their trip through the conveyor belt. <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I I feel like many of the other doctors would not like like get a job, even, yeah. even for the sake of like yeah. Investigating, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking of Pertwee dressed up as the uh, cleaning lady from the Green Death. <laughs> I feel like the most recent Ooh. two, both eleven and twelve, have gotten jobs for the sake of oh, yeah, plot. He was the caretaker. He was the caretaker. Yeah, twelve was oh, the caretaker. Yeah, sure. Eleven. Actually, maybe I'm just thinking of when Wait, he hung out at Craig's him? house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in in the second in the second episode with Craig, didn't he like? Work at the toy store, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that was fun. I feel like soccer team with these. Yeah, I feel like eleven and twelve were not as above job getting. Yeah. Mm. They were more doctors of the people. Yes. <laughs> not not the, huh? the oppressive bourgeoisie of the previous doctors. <laughs> oh, David Eccleston! Oh, the most bourgeoisie of all. That's true. <laughs> Who? Sorry. Even. Thank you. Christopher Eccleston. That's right. <laughs> um, Anyways, go on. Yeah, I think there's so many days. I guess yeah. Yeah, I I think I think you guys um, kind of covered the rest. We got we got the book ending Tardis scenes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A cl- yeah, a classic new Who episode, as you said, and I think the best of the season so far. Ooh. Thumbs up. Disregard, like not including wow. our historical episodes. Because no. I do agree with you. I think this is the best Doctor Who episode, but not okay. the best episode yeah. of, like of the season. Not full stop. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But not necessarily the best television episode. I, I think it was. I think this was the most consistent episode. Like. Like yeah. more or less, yeah. everything worked in this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like the previous episodes were mostly pretty good, but had like a 
like the, the historicals had like mostly pretty good but had like a couple little areas where it could have been better mm-hmm. um yeah I feel you. thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this more Yay. more like this please oh and you know what else we can do because Evan and Carolyn aren't here, we can freely talk about the trailer for the next episode. The next episode, which is called Witch Hunting, the Witch Finders. Ooh, there's an echo. So they're not hunting; they're finding. <laughs> I well, think it's kind of well. Okay. Once they find them, you know, oh, what are they going to do? Um, <laughs> with Alan Cumming as James as King James. That's cool. Yeah, Ooh. witches are cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I'm excited. I Tell feel like to the people who are quote finding them. Well, I, I will of historical episodes. Yes. It'll be interesting to see how this one fares on the uh, just straight up dramatic TV v Doctor Who TV mm-hmm. uh, uh, slider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is uh, Chibnall's got nothing to do with this one. The interesting thing, like this, is more of a. A familiar time period for for Doctor oh, yeah. Who. Yes. Like I, I feel like we're going to be back to seeing yep. like Victorian setting number six three two. Yeah, we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be pulling norm like standard outfits out of the old BBC costume wardrobe, uh, as oh, yeah. opposed yeah, to whatever they had in whatever Sorry. they had in storage for uh, the latest BBC production of Macbeth. Will be trotted out for this for sure. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like versus Demons of the Punjab or Rosa, which were like very <sighs> unique time periods for Doctor Who. Whereas the Witchfinder, mm-hmm. this is like this is standard fare, if not necessarily a standard type like um like plot of the episode. Yeah. I and mean, we've seen witches yeah. like here and there or like the concept of witches. That episode with the with Shakespeare of David Tennant's yeah. that mm, was yeah, witch yeah, yeah. witch adjacent. I think I think this might be more about people rampantly being accused of being witches. Yes, and yeah, like yeah. that will be the focus. Mm. Not like oh, it's because there's actual witches, but they're aliens. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's but me. yeah, so I feel like this is going to be this is more likely to be on target to be a. A Doctor Who episode versus a historical episode. Yes. For those reasons. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But if it's going to be Doctor Who, that means shenanigans. So maybe there are yeah. some quote unquote witches, but it turns out it was somebody from the future well, with their I, t- future technology screwing mm, around. And oh my God. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe the, uh, the, the axle around which the plot will rotate will spin. Mm-hmm. Will be because the Doctor is now a woman. Mm-hmm. The Doctor is a witch. <gasps> oh, I could she see. She does have oh, a magic wand. Almost inevitably. Mm-hmm. This is this is maybe going to be the episode that has to address the doctor being a woman for realsies. And yeah. 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 Okay. Cuz we're we're like in a time period where her wearing pants is an issue. Oh yeah. Yeah, for example, in... just as as a basic example. We're in like And again, she's got the short hair, so maybe she passes as a boy. I mean, Mm. We're in like we're in like the 1640s or something like that. If it's James the first, it's like 1605. It'd be around there. Yeah, yeah. It is pilgrims. Mm, I mean, well, it's pilgrim times. I think it's. I think they're going over for Roanoke right now. Mm. The failed colony. I think it's. um, So is this actually taking place in Salem or no? It's it's in the UK. Because uh, James loved witches. Right, that is right. to say, he loved the idea of, of destroying them. Oh. Yeah. 
One of them's, I see. Or he loved the, like, the, the, the terror of them. I don't know. There's something. James and witches. He was obsessed in some way with them. Mm. <laughs> Probably because he wanted their power. Could just be because he was a Scottish king. You know that because of Shakespeare, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is entirely because of Shakespeare and Shakespeare's writing Macbeth and it being very well liked by James. Well, didn't he like, like partially or... write it? Yeah, he oh. didn't he partially write it like for James, like to curry favor so, with yeah. James? Yeah. Um, because like Elizabeth was such a huge patron of his and then she unfortunately died mm-hmm. yeah. as you do. Mm. Yeah. And then James took over and Shakespeare yeah. was like, gotta get on with the new monarch. Yeah. And what is he like? <laughs> witches. I'm so, gonna write right. a witch play. Just put a bunch of witches in there. <laughs> and and I mean like a lot of a lot of the latter Shakespeare like does mm. have magical elements in it. Yeah. Macbeth, Midsummer mm, Night's yeah. Dream, The Tempest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Those three for sure. Yep. Help me out here, Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're good. I mean, those are the three three I would cite as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if Winter's Tale came before or after, but that had some uh, magical statue stuff going Ooh. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the lesser known ones, obviously. Yeah, I think that's why I think it was one of his earlier ones, but I'm not sure. Oh no, you shouldn't be calling it Macbeth. We should be calling it the Scottish play. That's only if we're you're not. Really we're not actors. Sure, yeah. 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 Hey, right, phew, crafts. Yeah, so, Macbeth, so Macbeth, witches. Macbeth. I don't know. It's like Beetlejuice, what'd you do? <laughs> so yeah, witches. Witches. Yay. Yes. I am looking Witch- forward to this. Yeah. I was going to say, is well, I'm always like, yeah, let's talk about the preview. And we're like, looks fun. And that's like, because there's yeah. no, was nothing, nothing to hang, no. hang it on. But like, no. this, this one does look fun. It does look fun. So yeah. there yeah. we go. I, I like the short previews. I like feeling i'm not gonna do like what our good friends evan and carolyn do and specifically avoid watching the preview mm-hmm. but so I, I like getting just like this taste yeah where it's not like yes. i know exactly how this plot's gonna go yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. because like watching last week's He's, preview for yeah. this week's episode like it definitely looked like evil space amazon mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it ultimately wasn't yeah. the, the space mm-hmm. amazon was in itself benign Benign Space yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, plugs. This is Z here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can find me over on Twitter there and Instagram also as at Nick SCZack. That is at N-I-C-K-S-C-Z-A-C-H. Over on the Twitter, I am admittedly not very active at all, but every now and then I'll pop my head in there. Um, but over on the Instagram, you can expect at least, at least once a week, a poem to appear on Sundays Yay. at a seemingly random time. Mm-hmm. But no- nonetheless, it will appear on Sundays. Is there a... Um, want more poetry yet? Hmm? Is is there like a, a poetry month thing? Or... No. No pomo? November, no. yeah. I mean... April April would probably be the uh, the month where I try to do it every day. The cruelest month? Cruelest Month, National national or International Poetry Month, one of those oh. two. Mm. Or both, perhaps. Maybe not a coincidence. Depending on your country. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I would it consider it to be during a summer's day. Mm. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go on. <laughs> and if you're looking for uh, more poetry out of me, you can head on over to 
bloggersbeowulf.com, B-L-O-G-G-E-R-S-B-E-O-W-U-L-F.com for my translation of Beowulf. Ta-da! Bam. Mic drop. Bamawulf. <laughs> Kerblam. Kerblam. Kerblam, yeah. Yes. An explosion of plugs. I do enjoy that little nod to uh, to Matt Smith where she pulls yeah. out a fez. It's like, wow, you did order that a while ago. I had a big speculation on that earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe this week I'll all, have something. They're all up. callbacks. <laughs> maybe this week I'll have something on my Instagram. Who's to say? Hey. Maybe. I almost have all the wedding thank you notes written, so they will be off the table, hey. which means I can actually use it for things. And then I will maybe post pictures of those things on my Instagram, which is normal wolf cosplay. Woohoo! It is where the normal wolf lives. And that's me. <laughs> Just normal. Just a normal Sudbury wolf. Wolf Nation. Lovely. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, a fun Canada joke for you. It's a fun um, Sudbury, Ontario joke for you. <laughs> Hashtag we live up here. It's true. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, as usual, um, my Instagram, sofa cushion art, all one word. Um, do I need to spell it out, or...? Nah, no. it'll be posted I mean, it, it, the it's spelled exactly how, as you'd expect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I should post more. <laughs> Last one was um, of the Might Be Giants. And, like, it's kind of hard to top that, right? <laughs> yeah, you should just delete yeah. the account. <laughs> <laughs> but it was my 200th post, too, so Ooh. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Now into the future. No, I will post more. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it's got a link to my DeviantArt, which is Gathering Dust. <laughs> as is DeviantArt as a whole. Actually, I don't. I, I have no idea. No, there's still no. Like, you're you're not stuff. that wrong. <laughs> no, like there's definitely still some stuff on DeviantArt. Oh yeah, I feel like most yeah. of it's on Tumblr right now, though. DeviantArt yeah. probably more active than LiveJournal at <laughs> this time. Oh, so. for sure, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Should think so. I can be found at Victory Lime on Instagram and on Twitter. I have not been diligent in posting, but it is indeed it is indeed November this month. Yay! So I'll be posting up my my hot beats up on Instagram if that's something that you would like to see. You have a new like thing We're here on on your desk. I do have, help with your I, beats. I do have a new thing on my desk. It's an audio interface brought to me by our good friend Nick T. And uh, if you're interested in hearing more about Nick T and uh, Nick Z and myself, you can head on over to Fanthropological.com and uh, check out um, us trying to span the breadth of human fandom, uh, mm-hmm. one fandom at a time, a new one every week. We're coming up on 100 episodes. So, and what's this week? Ooh. Uh, we just recorded one on The Simpsons. Mm. So that should Yay. be uh, that should a be much a- anticipated episode. Yes. A... Would you, would you say an unforgettable episode? I would. Mm. <laughs> and coming out this week. This week we have our episode coming out on the Alien franchise. Or a quadrility. Quadrilogy. As it was erroneously named in the DVD box set. But uh, we had <laughs> we had a good talk with uh, Jamie from the Perfect Organism podcast about that. That was, that was actually a lot of fun. So do check that out yeah. over at phantopological.com. So you got something to say?
No. I'm <laughs> sorry you make a noise. It's just oh. throwing in the uh... yeah. And the, yeah. Mm-hmm, and, the, the affirmative. Affirmations. Affirmations. Ooh. Daily affirmations. Clap, 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 clap. Candle uh, laughter. <laughs> you're at your, your affirmation <laughs> station. Yep. <laughs> Every day is a miracle. So, um... Hashtag blessed. <laughs> next week we'll be covering the witch finders yes. and until then uh, have a great week goodbye everybody bye 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 bye